podcast, the podcast designed to help you live holistically and thrive. We're making it easy to understand medicine and wellness with practical steps from the experts, one podcast at a time. The only thing that we ask of you guys from this podcast is that if it just helps you live a little bit better and more aligned, that you'll share this with a friend and give us a review. That's all we ask so that we can continue to provide you free, valuable knowledge from the experts. Today, we're going to be exploring the fascinating field of regenerative medicine. We're going to be exploring how your body's healing and repair mechanism works and the difference between platelets and stem cells the various types of regenerative medicine products available, the topic of fetal tissues. We're going to dive into a wide range of applications for regenerative medicine and how they can impact your healing journey and empower you to live a holistic life. Our guest today is actually our founder of this podcast, Dr. Jamie Lewis. He is an expert in regenerative medicine. Dr. Lewis has an impressive career in the field, starting with being board certified in physical medicine and rehabilitation and pain medicine. He's the medical director and founder of Northwest Center of Regenerative Medicine, the clinical assistant professor at WSU, clinical faculty at St. Luke's Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Residency Program. It's so great to have you here, Dr. Lewis. Yeah, it's good to be here. We're going to start every podcast by asking, what does wellness mean to you? Are there any unique or unconventional wellness practices or rituals that you personally like to follow to feel centered and grounded? That's a great question. I think think to me, wellness is uh, you know often used as a synonym for health or a holistic way to pursue uh, physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think wellness to me is the ability to um, live in such a way that you can savor each and every moment that's occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes being in good physical health, obviously, but also uh, mental health and having healthy relationships and uh, just having balance in your life and your career and finances. Um, so that's kind of what wellness means to me. As far as practices, um, I do uh, intermittent fasting usually. I do a lot of yoga. Yeah, I think that's probably kind of my thing. So what inspired you to pursue a career in regenerative medicine? So um, regenerative medicine is just kind of a subtype of uh, physical medicine rehabilitation, which is focused on treating people with uh, musculoskeletal pain or musculoskeletal injuries, a lot of times degenerative arthritis, Mm -hmm. and uh, just looking at more of a holistic and a a more functional way to approach healing and repair uh, and restoring patients' function. Yeah. So how were you exposed to regenerative medicine? I uh, was preparing for my board recertification and uh, went through a, uh, a CME program on regenerative medicine that was offered by the uh, American Board of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. Uh, and it was very research-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back in about 2016, 2017. And I uh, just realized that there was a lot more science there than I thought. Uh, initially, regenerative medicine was there was a lot of snake oil out there and I didn't really believe that there was a lot of good therapeutic value in that currently. But after I uh, went through that course, it inspired me to dig a little deeper. And as I did uh, more research, the more intrigued I got and uh, ended up uh, finding Regenix, which is uh, what we're affiliated with. I feel like this is the most scientific way to do regenerative medicine in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that's how, that's how we got here. Can you explain that a little bit more in detail? Like how does your body's healing and repair mechanism work? Your body's a fairly complicated and sophisticated machine. And we're still learning in medicine things about how our bodies work. Um, so it's infinitely more complicated than anything we have to offer in traditional medicine. But to oversimplify, your body is made up of lots of cells that are kind of glued together. And these cells are specialized uh, depending on where they are. And they have very specialized functions. Um, so if you have an injury, uh, now whether that's an injury that as an acute event or whether it's a gradual thing that occurs with time, at the core, that's damage to cells. Yeah. And cells are, if you remember from biology, we all probably took uh, biology in high school. Uh, <laughs> cells are made up of a, of a lipid bilayer, and that mm -hmm. lipid bilayer gets broken down and uh, metabolized in a signaling mechanism for your body to basically signal for help. It causes your blood vessels to dilate and get leaky. And uh, if we have an injury, we appreciate that as seeing the tissue get hot, red, and swollen. Mm -hmm. So blood is coming into the tissue to help facilitate healing and repair. So that's kind of the first stage in healing is actually inflammation or the inflammatory stage. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to be able to bring in blood to an uh, injured area. Um, so platelets are, are some of the cells in blood. You have red cells, which transport oxygen, and white cells, which are... Uh, a part of our immune system. So platelets come in and do a lot of different things in our body, but with respect to healing and repair, they have anti-inflammatory factors that help put that fire out from that initial inflammatory state. Mm -hmm. Then you release a whole bunch of different growth factors into the tissue. And those growth factors, think of them like fertilizer for your garden. They just help nourish and jumpstart kind of the healing and repair process. The different growth factors do a variety of different things. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Premium Center for Regenerative Medicine and Stem Cell Therapy in the Northwest, Northwest Center for Regenerative Medicine. Get back to the activities that you love without needing surgery. You can book your appointment at nwc4rm.com. Again, that's nwc4rm.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Rare Wellness Supplements. You can head over to rareplanethealth.com to get your supplements. My personal favorite is the Premium fish oil filled with omega-3s. Again, you can go to rareplanethealth.com and get the supplements that you most need to support your health and wellness today. Lastly, this podcast is also brought to you by Rare Wellness. Rare Wellness is located on the South Hill in Spokane and is one center that provides all the wellness tools that you could need. Whether you're looking for a hands-on premium intimate yoga studio with a therapeutic emphasis, bar classes, Tai Chi classes, if you're looking for skincare treatments, injectable, hydrofacial, microneedling, organic spa treatments, if you're wanting to get therapeutic massage or book functional medicine appointments to get down to the root cause of your inflammation, Rare Wellness is the place for you. Whatever your wellness needs are, they have it covered. So to book your appointment today, go to rarewellness.com. Again, go to rarewellness.com and mention this podcast for 10% off when you're booking. Okay, time to get back to the episode. Talk to me a little bit about platelets versus stem cells and what does that apply for the healing process? And when you practice regenerative medicine, how does it affect the timeline of healing for a patient? Platelets um, degranulate the release anti-inflammatory factors and growth factors. One of the things that growth factors do is they activate stem cells that you already have in your tissue. Mm -hmm. So you have stem cells which are dormant throughout your body at fairly low concentrations. Mm -hmm. And um, 
stem cells uh, were initially thought to uh, have their main effect by being able to differentiate into cells you need more of. So they're, they're immature cells that if you take them into a laboratory, mesenchymal stem cells, you can have them create cartilage, ligaments, tendons, uh, bone, muscle. But in the body, what they're really doing is releasing chemical messengers to communicate with the cells to direct the healing and repair process. So it's kind of a one-two punch where the platelets help put the inflammation out, release growth factors. Those growth mm -hmm. factors activate the stem cells. Stem cells further regulate inflammation and drive the healing and repair process. So what does that mean for a patient coming in and their healing process? Does regenerative medicine speed up that timeline? Sure. So, so I mean, one of the the obvious questions is, is since we have this very sophisticated um, mechanism to maintain mm -hmm. our bodies and repair. Why do we need this? Or why do sometimes mm -hmm. things don't heal? Why do areas wear out? Uh, and it has to do a lot with blood supply. So your, your body's mechanism is, is highly dependent on ability to get blood into an area to help nourish that tissue and bring the cells in that you need. So there are certain tissues in our body that are highly vascular. Uh, like, for example, your lips, your tongue, muscles, and there are areas that are relatively avascular, and those tissues generally appear white. So tendon, ligament, cartilage, mm -hmm. labrum, meniscus, discs, these are all fairly avascular structures. So after we turn 18, there's a slow, gradual, steady degeneration of these, and they're going to wear out. And everybody, at some point, it's just a matter of when. And that when is somewhat determined by... Um, age, genetics, um, injuries, hobbies, things like that. So it sounds like what you're saying is that what regenerative medicine does is it takes those cells and puts them back where your body needs them so that it can accelerate healing. Yeah, that's exactly it in a nutshell. Uh, though it's just a little bit more complicated uh, because we need to not only deliver the cells that you need, we also want to get rid of cells that are going to potentially be deleterious right. to the process of healing and repair. Uh, and then there's um, a matter of how many cells we put there, uh, and which is at the end kind of a dose that we're going to give the body uh, alone, or do we use platelets and stem cells together? So when would you use stem cells or platelets? Uh, so if we're talking about something that's relatively mild, like uh like an inflammatory condition, like a tendonitis, uh, that's just not healing or responding with standard treatment, then uh, platelets generally work fine because you're, you're capturing those anti-inflammatory factors. Uh, if you have uh, significant tissue tears, uh, mm -hmm. then you, or, or significant loss of cartilage, then you wanna use both platelets and stem cells together to get the most optimum effect. Um, so it, a lot of it depends on, you know, uh, physical exam, age of the patient, uh, what their exam looks like. We generally uh, use some sort of imaging to evaluate patients, whether it's a bedside ultrasound or they've had MRIs, mm -hmm. um, and just kind of the extent of uh, injury that we see uh, combined with the patient age kind of determines giving the patient the best chance of, of having the best outcome with the uh, minimum amount of invasiveness. So what are the outcomes compared to standard medical treatment? 
So in general, we see significantly better outcomes when you compare using regenerative medicine versus using traditional allopathic treatment, which would be like using corticosteroid injections. And that really makes sense from a scientific point of view, because corticosteroid injections, although they're very powerful at reducing inflammation, and they can help uh, relatively rapidly at reducing somebody's pain, they also uh, have significant negative impact on the body's ability to heal and repair. So if anyone's you know ever known anybody that's been on you know long-term mm -hmm. uh, steroids, you know, they bruise easy, they repair slower, yeah. they're more prone to infection. And so that's all counter to our desire to, to stimulate repair and wellness in the body. So with regenerative medicine, we just get a much longer, much more um, mm. complete and better outcome. Yeah. The ultimate goal is, is to prevent somebody from needing to have a surgery. Uh, and so sometimes we're, we're very successful at getting people back to their function, doing the things they want to do and maybe pushing you know, eventual surgery out years down the road and letting them function happily with their yeah. parts. Which if you think about is huge. If you're coming in and you're needing surgery and after being treated with Regenix, you're able to walk out and function normally again. Uh, how, how relatively new is this field? Was this happening 20 years ago? Very early uh, stages, 20 years ago. It actually started a lot in uh, treating horses. Uh, yeah. And going into humans yeah. really a lot of the stuff has been perfected uh but and treating humans with um autologous uh tissue uh, in the united states and then a lot of this has taken off in europe now and they're doing yeah. much cooler things than we can do uh here because the fda really limits what we're able to do in the united states unfortunately so what kind of uh what type of regenerative medicine products are there there's basically three uh tiers of of products uh, in the regenerative medicine field, uh, the kind of the top tier, the best, uh, that you can use is manually processed, created in a specialized laboratory. And what you're able to do is really concentrate your cells down. So you have a very potent dose. Um, and like any, uh, any mm -hmm. therapeutic intervention, there's, there's some sort of dose you're needing to give to be able to get the response. And with regenerative medicine, that dose is viable cells. Mm -hmm. So the more live cells you're able to inject in a targeted tissue, whether you're some sort of damage, the better outcome you're going to get up to a certain extent. Um, but in doing that, you, you want to get rid of cells that are going to potentially be deleterious, like white cells, which are pro-inflammatory. So being able to make a very concentrated platelet solution that's very low in white cells is very important. Um, and that's best done when, when manually processed. You can also take these uh, platelets and lyse them and filter away the cell membrane and you make a product called platelet lysate, which mm -hmm. is kind of an instant delivery of growth factors and anti-inflammatory factors. Um, and then really concentrating your mesenchymal stem cells from bone marrow aspirate into very concentrated. So when you're injecting this into the tissue, you're getting the maximum yield so that's kind of the top tier. Yeah. And below that, there's uh, machine processed uh, regenerative medicine products, which is basically you buy a machine from a rep, you draw blood or bone marrow, 
you put it in the machine, you hit a button, and like 30 minutes later, it spits something out at you. And mm-hmm. whatever it spits out is kind of just what the machine's able to do. So your cell concentrations are not going to be as high, mm-hmm. uh, and you're not going to have as potent a product. You're going to have more leukocytes in there, some more pro-inflammatory. And then like the last tier would be using some sort of fetal product. Um, mm-hmm. And and a lot of people are, are excited about the idea of using some sort of fetal product because then they don't have to have uh, their bone marrow drawn because people are afraid yeah. that it really doesn't hurt that much. It doesn't. No, it's like a dull, achy pain usually. Yeah. Or having blood drawn. Interesting. It's, yeah. It's much nicer just to think that you can go buy something and have that mm-hmm. injected. But the truth is, is in the United States, we don't have good uh, fetal products out there on the market. What, what's out there doesn't actually have any stem cells in there. Uh, and the FDA has looked into that. And most of the, the companies that were promoting that they were selling products that had stem cells have since um, been shut down by the FDA. So that's generally not as much of a player anymore in this age as it was maybe three, four, five years ago because the FDA has kind of squashed those. Mm. But that's so what kind you're... of the tier. So what you're saying is if you want those treatments, go get them in Europe. <laughs> well, you're probably not going to get good quality. Um, a lot of people go down to Panama or Mexico and they're, they're getting, who knows what they're getting. So <laughs> you can go maybe the Cayman Islands and you can get some culturally expanded stem cells. Um, yeah. They're also doing some culturally expanded stuff in uh, Spain that's really neat. But Explain that, yeah. explain that term for us, culturally expanded. When it yeah, comes so, to stem cell. Um, so in the United States, the FDA uh, has drawn like a safe sandbox around what we're able to do before we cross this line where they say we're creating a biological drug. So they say when we take cells out of a person's body, you can't more than minimally process them or we've creating a drug. And if we create a drug, that requires mm-hmm. FDA clearance. Even even if it's being injected back into that own patient's body. Right. So, and that makes it cost prohibitive because obviously, um, your cells are unique. uh, And so it would be, uh, it would be, you know, millions of dollars to get an FDA approval to use your cells. What we can do is minimally process, which means concentrate them and give them back to you within the same day. Mm -hmm. But we're capable, we have the technology to take your bone marrow out, isolate your mesenchymal stem cells culturally expand them over the course of weeks and then give you back more than what we took and that's um, that's incredible uh in just the ability to be able to have a much more potent um, effect on helping your body heal and repair if we were able to use it we can do that in the united states yeah so if i am someone who is interested in wellness and healing naturally. If I've been told that I might need surgery for something or um, maybe I'm struggling with hair growth loss, like does this does this apply to all areas? Uh, I, I don't know about hair uh, growth for stem cells. Uh, platelets actually can, can really be beneficial at helping hair growth. In women, they're not necessarily as effective as men because men have testosterone, which is a big player in that. Uh, right. But as far as um, other areas that, that regenerative medicine is used, it's used a lot with aesthetics for um, helping restore youthfulness. Uh, but usually those are just platelet products um, that are used in those situations. Yeah. 
So Dr. Lewis, how does this apply and incorporate into self-care and wellness practices in our own lives? Yeah, so people that are generally interested in a much more holistic, natural way to pursue health and living mm -hmm. um, are looking for the most natural way to maintain their bodies. And when you have an event that happens or, or develop you know, pain that's just not going away with more conservative options, there's really n nothing that's more holistic than using your body's own cells to help heal and totally. repair itself. So it's, you know, even beyond taking supplements or herbs or allopathic things, this is, this is a... It's the purest source. It's yourself. Yeah, kind of the fusion between holistic care and allopathic care coming together uh, mm -hmm. at this, um, just letting your body do what it normally does everywhere else, just in areas where it's fairly avascular. So it's almost like you're taking your body's natural healing and just multiplying it by a ton in a very simplified manner. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I like that. <laughs> what is one misconception or myth about wellness or regenerative medicine that you would like to debunk that you just wish people understood about regenerative medicine? We often hear like in older people that they're too old, that they don't have stem cells anymore or their, their cells are old cells and they won't work. And that's not true. Uh, they have less cells. Uh, but the cells are, are still, you know, just as functional as anybody else's cells. Uh, they just have less of them. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't mean that they're not a candidate for regenerative medicine. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of thought that, that this is just some sort of snake oil. But if you, th if you think about it, this is a system that your body already uses and has used all your life to maintain your health. And so there's, there's really nothing debatable about that. It works. No. You're proof that it works. Right. You can't say it doesn't work if you've made it this far. Right. Now yeah. it might not heal your injury. You know, there's mm -hmm. no guarantees with anything, but it's a process that does have uh, significant therapeutic value. Do you use regenerative medicine on yourself? Oh, totally. I've never had a steroid injection before. But wow. Yeah, I injured my knee skiing and um, I did uh, some super concentrated platelet injections in my knee and running and biking. Yeah, wow. it's great. That's incredible. What are some of the current trends or emerging developments in regenerative medicine that excite you? Well, I think in other countries are doing um, some really cool things as far as um, tissue uh, expansion with uh, cultured stem cells, which is really exciting. Um, and, and at some point in the United States, we might get a, a cell line that is passes FDA, where we might actually get an approved regenerative medicine um, cellular product that you can inject. Uh, and that will have the benefits of, of having, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, cell, of mesenchymal stem cells in a very concentrated environment and not needing to do a bone marrow aspiration to get it. And so that, yes. that potentially on the future and would be really exciting. Dr. Lewis, if someone listening to this podcast uh, wants to try regenerative medicine, do they have to wait until they get injured to explore regenerative medicine? Uh, you know, regenerative, uh, these regenerative products can be used in a wide variety of ways. So um, certainly exploring regenerative aesthetics to help, you know, you look and feel 
like your best self is an option. Generally, we don't do invasive procedures on people, even an mm -hmm. injection. Um, if there's not any, we don't do them prophylactically. They're very safe procedures that, you know, mm -hmm. there's a, there's, but there's always a risk benefit ratio. And if, mm -hmm. if you're not having any symptoms, then the, it's hard to justify the benefit. So generally we don't do prophylactic regenerative medicine. So regenerative medicine is, is used for aesthetics, is used for, you know, sexual health. Um, it's used for a variety of different things just in the, the course of treating, you know, musculoskeletal stuff. We generally don't treat unless someone's symptomatic. So if I am someone who's experiencing symptoms and I could benefit from regenerative medicine, um, where is your practice located and how can I find you? We have three offices, yeah. uh, Spokane, Washington, Vancouver, Washington, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, but if you're outside of those areas, you can also find a Regenics provider by going to uh, the website www.regenics.com with two X's. Awesome. Dr. Lewis, we end every episode with the practical steps that our viewers can take with us. If you had to give the audience one practical tip to live a little bit more aligned as an expert in regenerative medicine, what would your advice be? Ooh. I think obviously from a musculoskeletal specialist, I'm, you know, it's, it's hard not to speak about the value of, of getting regular exercise, getting your heart totally. rate up regularly, yeah. um, strength training to keep your bones strong and healthy. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably the expected answer that I would, um, also it's very important to prioritize sleep because so much comes from getting good sleep. So although exercise is very important and i'm a total advocate of people getting regular exercise um equally important is getting good sleep we're gonna have to do an entire episode just talking about sleep and its effect on health because it's massive totally yeah and uh so what i'm hearing you say is as much as you would love to treat everyone in regenics if you can keep people from even needing it in the first place that's a win yeah, that's a win. You're advocating for people to maintain a healthy lifestyle, maintain good sleep, create those habits so that they can thrive. And when they need to, there are holistic ways to heal using your own body's natural resources to just amplify that process. Well said, Talia. <laughs> okay, guys, we're also going to be starting a segment where you get to ask your questions for the experts and we answer them on here. Nothing is off topic. Sex, wellness, mental health, yoga, skincare, functional medicine, and more. So please DM us at the Rare Wellness Podcast on Instagram. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Rare Wellness Podcast. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of regenerative medicine. And I hope you learned something. Um, learning about your body's natural healing process um, and maybe some alternatives that you just didn't know about. Uh, remember, healing and wellness are ongoing journeys and we're here to support you every step of the way. And if you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend and leave us a review so that way we can continue to provide you with free, valuable knowledge from the experts. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to explore more wellness topics and bring you practical steps to elevate your well-being. Don't forget to DM us with your questions and we'll answer them in our Q&A segment next time. Um, thank you guys for joining us and thank you, Dr. Lewis, um, thank you so much for your time.